This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe at iTunes for free, Heidi Harris Show. You can also catch my live radio show weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. If you forget everything I just said, you can rewind it or you can go to HeidiHarris.com. Why is everybody so jealous of other people who are more successful? That's the question. The Pew Research Center did another study that shows that the majority of adults surveyed, 61% said there's too much income inequality in the U.S. Now, 78% of the people were Democrats, 41% Republicans, or I should say 78% of Democrats thought this, 41% of Republicans. What it really comes down to, and I could rattle off a lot of statistics, it all comes down to jealousy. I think that people are not content with their lives. This is nothing new. The Bible talks a lot about envying somebody else and resentment that someone else has more than you have or coveting, however it's put in different places in the Bible. And there are a lot of folks who just feel like they should have something that they haven't earned. And certainly sometimes you feel like you've earned something. You've earned that promotion. You've earned that uh, uh, extra income or whatever it might be, and yet you don't get it. And so life's unfair. Hey, there's breaking news, all right? We get it. 60% of Republicans said that personal life choices contribute to inequality, while only 27% of Democratic respondents said the same thing. That's interesting. What a breakdown, right? 48% of Republicans said income inequality comes from the idea that some people work harder than others. Only 22% of Democrats thought that. Now, let's be honest. There are plenty of people who work very hard their entire lives cleaning toilets, doing jobs I wouldn't want to do necessarily. They work long hours. Sometimes they work two or three jobs, and they're just never going to be wealthy. They're not. Now, we do hear the stories of people who've done jobs like that their entire lives. You know, the school janitor who leaves $3 million to the school or whatever. It does happen. But for the most part, there are a lot of very hardworking, honorable people in America and in the world, but certainly we're talking about America here, who are never going to be rich. And it doesn't mean they're lazy. There are people with differing amounts of intelligence, motivation, uh, interest. You know, I'm not interested in being a doctor or a scientist or some of the other or a coder. God help me. Can you imagine sitting in a computer all day long coding for something? Some of these people make some big money. Software engineers, game people who do online games. Kill me. Kill me now. I can't even imagine doing that. I can't imagine sitting in a dark room all day long, staring at a computer screen, coming up with stuff. But God bless them. They make more money than I do. That's okay. I don't resent them. I don't understand why people are so resentful of those who have more than you do. Now, I've had people say to me over the course of my radio career, and there are a lot of people who want what I have and they don't want to do what I did to get it. And I always laugh when I see people put pictures on Facebook of them sitting behind a microphone. The one time in their life they were interviewed, they put that on their profile picture as if that makes them a radio person. Okay, I laugh at that kind of stuff, but that's what they really want. Okay, then do what you need to do to get there. That's all takes a little bit of talent and a lot of work. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a football player. I don't care if you're a musician. I don't care who it is. You gotta have a little bit of talent and you have to work your butt off to try to get there. And I've had people say to me, I want what you have, but I don't wanna do what you, wanted to, you, you had to do to do it. Okay, well, at least you're honest. I wanna have a radio show, I don't wanna do the work. Okay, well, then you won't have a radio show. What can I tell you? I mean, you don't get to have everything, but here's what you can do. You can be content with what you've decided in your life. If I pull up to a stoplight and I see some guy sitting there in a Tesla or whatever, $100,000 car, Bentley, a red two-door, you know, convertible Bentley, I think I'd look great in one of those. I'm not resentful that that person has that car and I don't. Not at all. I'm really not. 
I can't even imagine living in that world. And it's okay that they have it. And who knows if they can really afford it. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. The fact that somebody's driving something or living somewhere does not mean they're not one payment away from being tossed out on their butt. So that is not it at all. Uh, back to this Pew study. Democrats were more likely to attribute inequality to institutional and societal factors. 50% of them attributed economic inequality to racial and ethnic discrimination. Only 11% of Republicans said the same. So let's talk about that for a second. Democrats who are more likely to attribute inequality to institutional and societal factors. Well, you know what? Just disappear then. Just go crawl into a ball and just give up because the man's in charge and you're never going to get ahead. I don't know whatever what to tell you. I have a friend in Vegas who's a a black drummer, and I love him. He's one of my favorite people in town, and I don't care what it is. There'll be some joke that we're saying. He'll go, just another plot to keep a brother down. <laughs> so whenever I see him, uh, we'll, we'll talk about something, and I'll say, just another plot. And it's funny, but he's not a whiner. He doesn't complain about anything. He's just funny in the way he puts it. But there are people who seriously get up every morning and believe they're at a disadvantage because they're this or that or the other. Now, I'm not black, but I'm a female, and I've had people underestimate me. I've had people wonder if I can do this or do that, and I had to prove them wrong. That's okay. I mean, you can either let that discourage you or not. I saw a great quote from Althea Gibson the other day. Matter of fact, I posted it online. Of course, you know, very famous black tennis player who certainly had a lot to have to battle at the time. And she said, winners have a plan. Losers have excuses. Winners say it may be difficult, but it's possible. Losers say it may be possible, but it's difficult. Isn't that true? It's absolutely true. Now, that doesn't mean, once again, you're going to be as rich as somebody else. You may be a black person. You're not going to be as rich as Kanye West. I'm not either. And we don't really know how rich he is, by the way, right? How many times has this guy been bankrupt? We don't know. But you can either spend your life focusing on how tough it is and how many people are out to get you and, and how you being a minority or this or that or the other makes it harder. How about being a white guy nowadays? And a lot of people say it's a white man's world. Not really. There are a lot of white people who are especially white males who are being discriminated against left and right in jobs now. And that's difficult. And nobody should get a, a head in a job unless they've earned it, right? No one should get that promotion. No one should get that show. No one should get that gig, whatever it might be, unless they've earned it. Well, the real world is something different. We all know it's who you know to a certain extent, to a large extent, uh, who you know or who likes you. It may not even be who you know, it's who likes you. You may not be as talented as somebody else, but they think you're easier to deal with or they know you and they've worked with you on other gigs or other stations or other companies or whatever it might be. So there you go. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, 61% of people who say that there's a problem with income inequality don't understand there's always been income inequality. Everywhere in the world, there's always been income inequality. The advantage of America over a lot of other places in the world is at least we have a middle class. In most countries in the world, you have the rich, rich people and then everybody else. Everyone has nothing and the rich people have it all. At least in America, a person who's a middle class person can afford to buy a home, live indoors, buy a car, put their kid through school. I mean, do the, you may not be able to buy the fancy yacht and whatnot, but you can certainly at least afford to live a decent life. But a decent life is based on your attitude. It's all about your attitude. If you're somebody, and even Oprah Winfrey said this, and of course you can say it's easy for her to say, but she said, if you are not satisfied with what you have, you'll never be satisfied with more. Now, before you laugh and say, oh, how easy for a billionaire to say, remember that billionaires are the same as anybody else. I've got a 100-foot yacht. You've got a 200-foot yacht. My husband and I have been watching YouTube videos 
somehow we got on these yacht sites and we're checking out all these beautiful yachts that we'll never be able to afford. I'm not mad because I can't afford a million dollar yacht or a five million dollar yacht. And then somebody else says, oh, I want a yacht as big as so-and-so's. Well, he's got this. Well, I want that. You don't think that happens at that level? It most certainly does. It happens at the middle class level. It happens at the upper class level because people aren't satisfied with what they have. So we ought to be grateful that there still is income inequality in America. That means you actually have a chance. Because if everybody made the same money, then we'd all be making nothing, right? But as long as we have wealthy people who can employ us or we can start our own companies based on who they are and what they provide for America or the ideas and you can piggyback off of something they've done and make a huge business for yourself, start it in a garage like, oh, I don't know, Steve Jobs, people like that, right? We can still do that in America. These guys started with nothing. Jeff Bezos, they started with nothing. Nothing. And they built something. Howard Schultz, the guy from Starbucks, started with nothing. You can do that in America. Try that in another country. And no, it's not going to be equal. Everybody's not going to have an equal outcome. Freedom does not ever guarantee everybody an equal outcome. But at least it guarantees everybody a shot. Now, I remember Obama used to say, oh, everybody should get a fair shot. Of course, his definition of fair shot was different than mine. At least you have an opportunity. Sure, it's going to be hard. You don't think these guys work hard? I interviewed a guy one time. I think it was uh, one of the big websites, uh, Oprahstock.com, I believe it was. He said it took him 10 years to be profitable. 10 years. And I've seen interviews with people like the guy who started Chewy.com and these other ones. Years and years and years of work to get to the point where they can actually have a successful website. Some people aren't willing to do that. Some people aren't willing to mortgage their house like Sam Walton did to build Walmart. Repeatedly, he mortgaged his house because he was going to lose everything. But he put it on the line to build Walmart. There are people who have those kind of guts and people who don't. There are people who have families very young and then they can't take those kinds of chances. That's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. But it's great to live in a country where we can do it. But regardless of what you have, if you aren't satisfied with that, you're not going to be satisfied if somebody gives you more because you're going to want more and more and more and more. And that's sad. And that's why the Bible constantly, constantly warns against coveting. Coveting everything. Coveting somebody's husband, wife, car, uh, figure, whatever it might be. Stop coveting. Be grateful for who you are because God made you for a reason. You are a unique person God created for a reason. You don't need to look like anybody else. You don't need to have their money. You don't need to have their husband, their wife, their kids, whatever. God created you. And the only thing he's going to hold you accountable for is what you do. God is never going to hold you accountable for something you can't control, whether it's in your life, your career, whatever it might be. There are factors. I don't care who you are, what you do. There are things you can't control about the world around you. For example, I know several people who built businesses for years, decades sometimes, to have them destroyed because someone screwed them over, didn't pay them, or some kind of bad deal happened, or something that was out of their control, something shady happened to them, and their businesses were destroyed. They, really, their life's work. Now, God's not going to hold you accountable for that, because if you're honorable and you're doing things the best you can, sometimes bad things happen. It just is the way it is. But what God holds you accountable for is how you react to it. So God will hold you accountable for what you can control, you know, the way you conduct yourself at work or the way you conduct your business. He'll hold you accountable for that, but he's not going to hold you accountable for what you can't control. However, he will hold you accountable for your reaction to things that are out of your control. That's when you need to look to him. 
Of course, you need to look to him every single day, but especially then. And if everybody spent more time looking up, instead of looking at the next car over to see if it's nicer than yours or driving down a nicer neighborhood and wishing you had that house and all that, if everybody spent more time looking up and less time looking around at other people and what they were doing and resenting them, we'd all be better off, don't you think? I do. I'm Heidi Harris. Join me weekday morning, 6 to 9, for my live show on AM 670 KMZQ. You can check out HeidiHarris.com to listen live on a link there if you're not in the Vegas area. You can also get my books. My most recent is called Don't Pat Me on the Head. I also wrote one a few years back called Cocktail Waitress Wisdom. If you know anybody in the service industry, they will love it. Check that out at Amazon or also HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Scottwell.